You're listening to the Thread Wellbeing Podcast, connecting people from around the globe to share about living from their soul's purpose. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and pay our deepest respects to Elders past, present and emerging from all First Nations around the world, from whom we learn so much. Today's inspiring conversation is with Josh Holiday from Regen Room. Welcome listeners to today's very special episode. Our guest today is Josh Holiday, who is the founder of the Regen Room, who believe in regenerating the human spirit, community and environment. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Kat. Thanks for having me on and Teresa. Yay. Now, for those who can't visually see your amazing background and that are listening via uh, Spotify, could you just share with us where you are, what state and, and what this amazing background is behind you? Yeah, sure. So I'm fortunate enough to be on the Sunshine Coast. There's a couple of palm trees behind me, which I think you guys are really enjoying the look of. <laughs> It's so nice, especially in Melbourne. Currently, we're on our, our last day of the five-day lockdown, so it's nice to be able to, to look and, and, and dream a little bit. So I'm really excited to, to connect with you on this platform uh, because I, it's been really exciting to read about you. There's quite a lot of parallels between your journey and my journey, and I wanted to ask if you can share a little bit about how Regen Room came about what what space in life were you at what was the trigger point how did this happen well before um before i start i just like to acknowledge that on the sunshine coast i'm actually on gubby gubby country and um so i just like to pay my respects to the elders um past present and emerging and just the spirit of this land and all the relationships that have been formed on this land over many thousands of years what kind of kicked it off well to begin with uh i'll go like way back to when i was 18 and i started um meditation and this is a well-being podcast so i thought i might um you know thread thre uh, thread that in <laughs> and um yeah so i started meditation as a young guy and you know i was drinking a lot and doing other stuff so i was like what can i do that will level me out a little bit <laughs> or maybe give me you know a, a more stable um plat like area from where to grow into an adult so i started meditation and that was um when i was 18. And i think that's been really foundational in in my gro personal growth um over the years and now i'm teaching meditation but um which is which is amazing to be able to offer that up but when i started um i think it really helps to improve my self-awareness and then you know that was when i was 18 so i still i still when i was went traveling and did all that for the next like you know four or five years and then one of the big aha moments I had when I was traveling uh, was I was in Indonesia on a surf trip and uh, I saw plastic pollution. And that before then I hadn't really given it too much thought, but I, I, I had this vision in my head that I was going on this, um, you know, going to paradise to go on a surf trip. And then I got there and I was like, wow, there's just rubbish everywhere. And I was like, this is human waste. Um, so that really inspired me and lit me up, kind of activated me. And then when I got back to Sydney, um, after, after my travels, when I was a bit older, I thought, you know what, I'm going to um, give back a little bit. Um, so I started volunteering with a small grassroots group called Seaside Scavenge, where we did beach cleanups. Uh, and that was my little bit that I did for them. And that was really awesome and opened my eyes to a whole um, other community and all the rest of it. 
So what happened after that was I, I, I volunteered for three years and I ended up getting a job with that mob um, for a year on a contract organizing community events up and down the east coast of Australia. And then, um, you know, all this time, my meditation practice was pretty strong. I started to get into yoga and a couple of other things, which was really good to kind of let, keep me level. But um, when I did the community events, I, I kind of was opened up to a new, um, a new paradigm as well, because I got to work with and organize these community events where you had hundreds of people from the community to come together for this common cause of like cleaning up their, their environment. And so, you know, communities are working together, the people were working on an individual level to, to achieve what they wanted to get through the, the event. And then we were also cleaning up local environments, which was awesome. And just to see that kind of, um, just to see that all work together in, in unity was really beautiful. And um, that kind of inspired me to, yeah, to continue with community work, because uh, that was like where I, you know, it moved from plastic pollution part to this community part now where I was like, oh, the humans, like we've, we've got the power, we can do this. Um, so then after, uh, after a year of doing events, I did like 20 or 25, that's where I met um, Dwayne Van Harris, who we were just talking about. And I met um, Warren because I got, I also started to um, connect with indigenous groups around the country because I thought, you know, if we're running these uh, events to take care of the environment, we should really invite, um, you know, the, the first people to, to come and, um, you know, give blessings or, or like welcome us onto the country to do this work. Uh, so that I brought that in, which was pretty cool. And that was, you know, now that's another part that I continue to explore um, and build relationships with different people around the area. But anyway, after the year of doing those beach cleanups, I thought I really wanted to continue with this community work and um, meeting communities. So what I did was I set up this crazy bike ride journey. <laughs> I was going to ride my like a solar powered bike all the way around uh, Australia in 2020. And I was going to connect in with different um, communities along the way and talk about um, regeneration. And I was partnered with a few different people. Uh, 2040 was one of them. There's a film, the hybrid documentary 2040, which is all about the regeneration and how we can, um, you know, use the solutions that we already have available to us to help regenerate um, the planet. And so, I, you know, that was all, I spent a long time organizing that. But then unfortunately, I'll, my, my departure date from Sydney was meant to be the 30th of March. And um, 30th of March in 2020 is pretty much when all the states got locked down. So that kind of, um, yeah, that, that plan, I had to adapt <laughs> with that. So I had planned to leave Sydney anyway. And then I came up to the uh, Sunshine Coast. And um, yeah, I've been living on a farm ever since. Josh. That is just an amazing story. And I'm looking at you thinking, okay, you said at 18 that you started a meditation journey, which I just think is unbelievable to be doing that at 18. And I love how you've matched it with your drinking and, and going out and then wanting to still come home inside to meditation, which I just think is phenomenal mm. but then I'm looking at you thinking okay you spent four or five years in a way and then you've been to Indonesia I don't think you're a lot older you know um than that time frame but you it appears that you've done so much and that you've had so many revelations about what's important now and how to take care of mother earth and what I've really got from this conversation so far, though, is the respect that you have for our Indigenous and understanding that there's that knowledge and wisdom that has, uh, I want to say loss, but not so much loss, that it just hasn't been 
open. We haven't really looked for it and it's been there. And I, there's a, a search that's happening now and we are seeking the wisdom holders to really understand what more can we do as custodians, as joint custodians of this land. Uh, speak to us more about those introductions and what that enabled you to see and feel and also hear innately, like the whispers of the universe. When we talk about Indigenous, I always try, like, and this is what Warren taught me, I always try to connect with my own Indigenous roots because really we're all Indigenous to, um, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the earth. You know, I started to look into my own um, family history and my ancestry and my lineage and that comes from Europe and um, Germany and, and Ireland. So, um, you know, when I, when I start to look towards my own history, that's when I can start to really, um, you know, listen or remember to, to, to what kind of wisdom has come through um, my lineage so yeah for me um connecting with the the um indigenous people of australia was really important because we're on this land and warren also taught me that you know when you're on another person's land you have even more responsibility um to take care i know it's a lot of, it's something that a lot of australians struggle with because there's like a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and stuff he kind of gave me a lot of guidance and he started coming to the events that i was running around sydney when i was working for seaside scavenge and um you know gave me the confidence to know how to talk to others and to, um, to go and approach other communities where I wasn't, you know, so sure about what was happening in that area. Warren, Warren gave me a lot of advice on how to do that and um, how to op be open and, and ask questions and not be afraid of um, being wrong because like that's how you learn. So yeah, I went and, um, you know, everywhere, everywhere we went, I tried to find local um, groups and sometimes there's no, there aren't local groups that are active. And that's just because of, um, you know, the history and how things have unfolded. They need to be cherished and supported um, because the work they're doing is really important. And, you know, that culture, we really need to um, support them in keeping it alive because it's, um, yeah, it's gone through a lot. And it's amazing that it's still here, really. <laughs> I know where you're coming from in terms of the what Warren facilitates and how he sort of asks you and invites you to go back into your own family history, which for me, I know I've found really difficult because I don't know it. And it was like this moment in time where I went, yeah. ah, this is such a huge part of, you know, who we are as, as people is to know where we've come from. And the, allowance uh to as you said to sort of to ask these questions and to delve deeper and to really build that relationship and I, I, I what I'm really getting from you is that yeah definitely you've spent time going back and, and learning as T what you were saying as well from our First Nations people and from a lot of different people as well though so you've got all of these programs that you're doing through the regen room which is really exciting and i wanted to ask you've also got this amazing program called the activated human can you share with us what that is what that looks like how these connections that you've made form into this package so so first of all the growth programs page on on regen room um the idea is that i'm supporting um Community partners so like seaside scavengers on there yarn is on there um is on there they all have their own programs and i just wanted to have a place where i could where we could host them um because i want to turn regen into an educational platform 
for, for regenerative, for regenerative living, but with, you know, I want to have a diverse and holistic approach to like, a, like all these different ways. So it's not just one part. It's like, there's a food growing, there's the relationship building, there's the taking care of the environment, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's all their programs. I just support, um, where I can, but the activated human program is pretty, um, it's pretty interesting where that came from. So when I first moved onto the farm, uh, you know, I didn't have a car, so I was, I was pretty much there on the farm for a couple of months without really going anywhere. So, you know, going, coming from Sydney where it was like, you know, so much going on. And then I just went into the farm where it's just like nature everywhere. Like I'm living outdoors, like there's no walls. Um, it's pretty, yeah, it's like that. So anyway, I actually, I, I went deeper into that, um, by like, like, doubling down on my meditation practice and um i actually spent a because because when i first got onto the farm i actually had some realizations i was having a lot of insights i was like whoa you know i'm working the land and you kind of you build this relationship with the land and it speaks to you in different ways if you're listening and so i, I started journaling a lot and so i spent um about a month waking up at 3 30 in the morning and i don't know like I was in uh, India like I don't know four or five years ago, and um, the yogis they wake up at three thirty in the morning and they do their practice. Then it's really sacred time in the morning because there's no distractions and you get just real uh, a lot of clarity. So I started waking up at three thirty in the morning and I took my I had a candle and I took my little book and then I just meditated for like I don't know probably half an hour to an hour and then I would open up my journal and just start writing. And I ended up, and I had no real intention of what I was doing at the beginning. I just was, you know, I just knew I would wanted to uh, unload like what was coming through. And then I ended up asking myself questions like, what's my medicine? And I was, I was journaling on like big um, pain points of my life and big areas of growth and, um, you know, like where I've learned the most and, and what's been the hardest. And I was just unloading all this stuff that was coming through. And then, uh, you know, over the course of that month, I ended up getting all this stuff onto paper. And then I started to it and go, oh, this is um, a, like kind of like a program. Like I, could I could design it. So I started to structure it and, and restructure it. And um, yeah, I ended up designing this thing that ended up being the Activated Human Program. And it's an eight week program. And um, yeah, it's basically a personal growth program, but also kind of like a spiritual development program. And I ran it through, um, I run it, so it's also, I run it on the equinoxes and the solstices. That's so there's four times of the year um, when I open up the applications and it's only, yeah, on the solstice and on the equinox. So I ran the first one last winter, uh, the winter solstice, uh, and I had a, a test, like it was a pilot group. So I just ran it um, with, a, with like a handful of mates and, um, and different people that were involved in the community. And I had some really strong responses. There was actually a guy from Melbourne who said that um, he had never felt more connected to himself and, and the world around him as he had going through the program. And, um, you know, I still keep a really good relationship with him. And he's like, you know, just vouches for it 100%. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, okay, this thing is, you know, got some kind of um, relevance and meaning. So then I started to, um, yeah, run it. I ran it on the spring equinox and I ran it on the summer solstice as well. And now, uh, and I've I had, you know, I've had pretty strong, like strong responses on it, on every, on every one, um, from at least one or two people. And so for me, you know, and those are always the people who really commit to the practice of, of eight weeks, you know, you've got to be engaged and committed to the, to the work. Um, but yeah, it's, it came through like that <laughs> and, um, it's been really interesting to watch it evolve and I continue to refine it and, you know, just, um, 
make it better as, where, where I can uh, based on the feedback that I get. But yeah, it's really exciting and I'm, I'm really passionate about that work. Wow, what a program. I want to uh, know more about it. Um, I love that you've put this together. I love you as a man that has put this together and is standing up and saying, hey, we can all do this. You know, we can connect spiritually. We can connect to our environment. We can take care of Mother Earth. Um, and in doing that, there is such deep personal growth. So talk to me more about the program. It's an eight-week program. Um, is it online? Is it on site? How many hours is it? What does the program look like? When is the next one? Because uh, <laughs> I know I'm going to start. Um, so talk to me about that, please. So it's a, an eight-week program and um, it's not too much requir requirement. I've, quite, I've tried to keep it as simple as possible because I know a lot of people are time poor. So it's basically every week we meet for one hour on a Zoom call. And then there's also the option to have a one-on-one -on -one call with me uh, if you want to. And then I also send out, um, I made a book, like I made, a, made it into a workbook. You know, I, I was mentioning that I des designed the kind of structure of it. So there's questions um, each week, there's a different theme. And each week there's different questions that we explore. And um, I've designed it in such a way, learn, um, you know, so the beginning we, we're focusing on understanding story. So that, like a lot of the things, that I've learned from different people like Warren and um, other people that I've worked with and community groups and this and that. Um, I've, I've kind of put it all in there and structured it in a way that the, 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 the individual goes on this journey themselves. It's not like there's any correct answers because it's a personal journey and it's about um, the personal kind of transformation. So yeah, at the start, we, we focus on understanding your story and then we focus on listening deeply. We focus on being proactive. It's like focus on resting and regenerating ourselves and taking the time to make sure that we're coming from a place of, of fullness. And then we go into a bit more cosmic kind of um, terrain where we're exploring these different kind of um, universal uh, truths and, um, and also working together. We explore like working together and how, how to do that well. Um, yeah, and then we bring it all together at the end and activate the story. Um, because that's that's really it we like at the start we need to understand our story where we come from it's so important and then um you know once we get really clear on that find a good baseline then we can activate the story into it you know so we can be um you know essentially whatever we want to be if we're, if we're really intentional about how we're showing up in the world i think it's completely possible but yeah so it's basically three hours a week over eight weeks and um there's a community that's being built i've got about 16 people in there at the moment and it's really supportive it's a really loving um community it's really open and transparent and uh, it's yeah people find it nice to, to be able to be vulnerable in that kind of space and it's so beautiful to hear because i think that we're coming uh, it's kind of been a little bit of a build-up potentially to okay what is um a deeper meaning what is a deeper purpose what is that fire that you were talking about that's igniting me that's waking me up at 3 30 in the morning to jot down this idea that's going to be birthed into the world for other people to to benefit from so i think that there's been this build-up of people potentially from societal pressures that you know we need to make money, we need to, you know, do the really hard work and sort of not tap into that fullness, as you were saying, and, and activating that passion and that creativity. How are 
what are people like when they're coming to your course? Are they, because I would sort of think that if I was in that state, I would be drained. I would be stuffed. I'm like, okay, I've been doing something else that I know that doesn't fill me. How are they coming to your course and how are they leaving your course? That's a really good question, actually. A lot of people that come are feeling like um, since COVID, they've had like a, a new worldview. So the kind of the worldview is already kind of there. It's like, I know that there's something else, you know, I know that there's some deeper kind of connection. People are um, generally feeling like they want to tap more into their intuitive um, feeling body. And yeah, they're just uh, seeking deeper purpose and connection. And that's, you know, that it's a lot of the people that have come through, they know that it's there and they're just looking for like how, how to activate it. And then by the end, um, a lot of people are feeling like they've, you know, had the space to really open up and be vulnerable and to tap into that. I, I advise everyone to meditate for the whole, whole, the whole thing. I give like a little tool for doing that and, you know, mix with that and then journaling and then the connection with each other. People um, do leave feeling like they, they have connected more with themselves and with the environment around them. They, you know, they've connected more deeply with their family. Yeah, there's something in that working with the, the rhythms of uh, like the natural rhythms as well. So that's why I decided to, to start them on the solstices and the equinoxes when I first got to the farm. I was, out, I was living outside, so I was seeing the moon cycles a lot and then I was tapping into the seasons. And there's, you know, in ancient cultures all over the world, they've always really um, honored those times of year as being sacred. And I think that, um, you know, when we connect in with that and when we put ourselves in alignment with the natural flows and the natural rhythms of, of the earth and the universe, that's really powerful stuff. And um, so, yeah, the next one starts in uh, on March the 20th, which is the autumn equinox. And um, I'm interested to see how that goes because every season has been slightly different. So the winter solstice guys, they had uh, guys and girls had, had a, had a, had that experience and then there's like spring and summer and it's all had a slightly different feel but it's really um been beautiful to to just like wake people up to that and go oh i've never even thought about like living in a way that is in harmony with the natural systems and the, it just tunes them into the seasons a bit more and the natural world around them and all that stuff has a massive effect josh what a program what a what a program i love how you are aligning that to nature and um and the rhythm the rhythm and the heartbeat of of earth you were saying that when you were meditating you kept asking what's my medicine what's my medicine and i'm listening to this program and i'm thinking this is the medicine um and i just think just that question what's my medicine like what was going through your mind when you were asking that were you in a place where you felt that you needed to connect and you needed to hear what you needed to heal something within you or to heal something within your environment to ask that question because for me I just think wow what a question to ask but then I feel what was what was downloaded to you was the medicine for humanity. Like this wasn't just Josh's medicine or Josh's prescription. This now is a medicine that is reaching on a global level. So many. I have another um, another mentor, another few people um, who influenced um, me and my decisions, 
And one of them's uh, a woman named Sarah Rickards, and she kind of introduced me to this question of how can I be a worthy ancestor? Um, and that stuck with me. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of what's my medicine is a different, um, is a different kind of question that's kind of similar to that one. But I went to a, um, a festival in 2018 called New Kind, and I went there with like this feeling of or this thought that probably a lot of people have it's like i want to make a difference how can i make a difference and like um you know and it's like very like self-centered like it's very like oh, how can i do it how can i do it anyway i had this and i went to this festival going i'm going to find out how i can do this like make this change and i left that festival going like having met so many amazing people it's kind of like a conference not really a festival but um i met so many amazing people doing such awesome work that I realized that I don't really need to do anything because there's so many awesome people already helping. So um, I just need to support like, and, and to help. And then, you know, since then, since I've changed my perspective around having to like, feel like I have all the weight of the world on my shoulders and like, I need to make the change as, and then just reframing it to like, how can I just help or support others? Uh, that's how I came into that question of, of what's my medicine. It's like, um, but my is still that word of like me, where, and in hindsight, it's really like what, yeah, like you said, what's our medicine? And, and I, you know, that program came through um, and that I've had, I had those kind of insights come through, but I don't attach myself to it as much. Um, like if I'm facilitating it, then that's just how it is. Um, but it's, you know, it's like I said before, it's a personal journey. So anyone going through it is going through their own personal journey. And it's my, um, my role to just, uh, I think it's supposed to be a custodian of that idea in some kind of way where I'm just supporting um, and holding space for the, for the people going through that program. So I did see um, a lot of sickness uh, in the form of fear coming up through um, COVID. And uh, yeah, it's just like, how can I help or support um, people to <laughs> be cured of this fear or this like, you know, uh, this disease that was running rampant throughout the world. Josh, you're actually, you're making me get a little bit emotional because I think that what you're tapping into is so needed and it's so um, evident that it's needed now more than ever. And that word that you just used, flow, is what I completely see with what's coming through you. You know, you've got this innate abundance of enthusiasm for life but you've also got this um, wisdom that is really deeply rooted. And you said as well that within the course, you learn how to be an active listener. That is coming through you here with what you're delivering because you've, you've obviously had the chance to actively listen to that which is around you, whether that's through um, our First Nations people, through the environment, through the seasons, I'm really excited and I want to say thank you so much for following this wisdom within you to deliver this program um, because I think that it will it will help tap into globally what we need to do. So I want to chat and, and extract a little bit more if I can on the idea of community because you said, you know, you, you went to this festival with this impersonation of, of this you know, idea of, okay, what can I do? Was there a pivotal moment within the festival or within your environment since then that's 
re-sort of drilled into you, it's not I, it is this we, it is this community, it is this global idea. What feels resonant is, you know, before we started this call, you said that, you know, you feel like our journey is similar. I had a call with another lady yesterday who said that she felt the same thing. You know, and you guys are doing, you know, I'm doing whatever work I'm doing and you guys are doing your work and it's all kind of interwoven. And like you said, that's that's the whole intention behind this is interconnected. So, um, yeah, it's just about realizing that. It's a practice as well, you know, like it, everyone is out there doing work and um, it's really positive to, and it's really, um, I feel optimistic being able to connect with people like you guys and see that you guys are doing your work and um, with the same mindset, like, I don't think you need to extract anything because you're already tapping into the same thing. Um, it's about the com community and it's about, um, yeah, it's just about understanding that and keep keeping, uh, making sure we remind ourselves and remember that th the reason why we're doing this is because we're, um, you know, we're essentially um, doing it out of service, or out of love for, for others and um, for the world around us. So it's really as simple as that. Oh, if our viewers could just see our expressions on the other side of this, it's just mind blowing. And I feel like there is this infinite intelligence that is just, that, you know, is wavering in the globe, in our communities right now. And those who are ready to hear, those who are doing the work and are opening themselves to hear that infinite intelligence are listening. And this is what is happening is that we are coming together with those, with that sole purpose um to to make a difference and to reconnect to reconnect with others and reconnect with mother earth um to change our habits and really start to see healing take place place on an individual level and then on a global level and that's really what you are doing here who were you as a child like were you into nature as a kid were you just a normal kid who was you know running around and being disruptive little cyclone kid you know or were you really um into nature even back then because from what we spoke about offline it sounded like you've just gone on to the journey but i'm really interested in in understanding more about was this were these qualities in you or innate as a child or are you just now rediscovering this as you are unveiling different layers of Josh? I was a kid I, I always had a, a feeling like a deep feeling that I would um, be doing some kind of natural work like I, I had this kind of like you know this feeling that I might be doing like working with nature when I was older but but when I was a kid like we, 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 we I was just before the my my like when I was from zero to like 12, we were still planting the trees and stuff and um, all the rest of it. But then like, during my teenage years, I was a rat bag. I was like a really, like a, like a bit of a rat bag. Um, my parents split up when I was like early teens. And then that kind of just, um, I think it just sent me into like a bit of a rebellious stage. So like most of my teens, I was, um, I've always, you know, tried to be nice and stuff. But sometimes I was definitely um, just a little shit. <laughs> and that's why but I knew that as well and that's why I started meditating when I was like 18 because I was like I need to you know I felt basically I felt really disconnected from from myself and my spirit and I, something in me knew like I need to um get back to authentic uh who I actually am and that's why I started meditating uh, and that's been you know like that's been a game changer and I just tell everyone to start meditating because that's like the best thing you can do for yourself um but 
Yeah, when I was younger, you know, same thing. Just uh, I grew up in Brizzy and um, had mates, and we used to go partying and lots of festivals and drinking and stuff. And um, you know, but that's like I, I don't look at that as a shame. I look at that as really grounding because it makes me understand. Because you know, especially in like the spiritual communities and well-being communities, I think we get quite silo, especially in environmental movements. It's like silo vision, and you start to see like you don't see the wider population and I actually stopped drinking for a year in 2018 um, just because like I was drinking too much I felt and I was like I got to cut it out um, but yeah like I think it's really important to keep a wide view and I try to keep a wide view and I always ground back into my like where I've come from so that I can understand like you know there's a lot of people out there um, still you know uh, finding it hard to connect with themselves and and I always ground back into um, when I was going through that same kind of phase of my life. Um, yeah, it don't, you know, not, nothing too extraordinary from my childhood. And I love that you were able to share that and thank you because um, we don't often ask personal questions as such as that. But it's just that when you share a story like that, it allows everyone to feel comfortable and, and realise that they can start the process at any time on their journey and they can create change and it's just really the the willingness to do that the willingness to be open to meditation the willingness to have those conversations and then sitting with yourself and for some people who've lived, lived very busy lives um, the busyness becomes such a habit but it is in the stillness it is in the gift and you said something before about the fullness in and you know, it's when your cup is so full and it can be full with wonderful things, but it's when it's full that we just need to be able to empty and go into those silent retreats and go into those silent meditations and just connect. Mm. And this is why I was interested in your journey because you give everyone an opportunity then to start at any time um, and it sounds really safe like it sounds that you open a forum in a such a safe space to be vulnerable to open up and in, the, in that space then real learning and connection occurs I think it's really uh, interesting and uh, I think it's important that we continue to ask questions around like the language that we're using and and just purely just to deepen our own understanding and i think it's really interesting that we have to use the words like safe and, and um, safe spaces and like uh that that's become a, a a thing because it you know that implies that people aren't feeling safe and it's like why is that um and it's interesting that our culture has got to that point and um you know yeah i just i think that the it's a, the healthiest thing to do is is try to d detach a little bit from um, like ego and judgment and that, and just to show up uh, with an open heart because that generally makes people feel um, safe. I love that answer. That's so true. And it's, and it is in everything that we do as well as, as humans, how do we carry that? How do we um, invite someone else into our shared space? And that safe space should be something that we carry within us that we, in innately make people feel around us too so yeah i love i love that answer when did you remember your place on this earth i think that's like a it's not it's, I, I don't know if i can put a single point on that i think it's constant remembering um but if i had like moving onto the farm was a really big um shock to the system for me 
Uh, and so that was, you know, 2020, like at the start of COVID, I wouldn't like say that that's when I remembered it, but um, maybe that aha moment I had in Indonesia would have been another moment. Um, or maybe I lived in the, when I started meditating, it was when I was in the Gold Coast and I, and I, I would go to the beach every morning and, and, and meditate. That could have been it as well. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's constant remembering, you know, like as, as we move through life, we just constantly got to remind ourselves and remember um, and, and then when we do then to, to share and um, because, you know, when we have that information of remembering then we pass that on to others through, um, through sharing and it becomes shared knowledge of remembering. And um, yeah, I don't know if there's a single point, it's probably multiple points. I'll probably remember even more down the track, you know, <laughs> I do want to hear more about this farm. Mm -hmm. Can you like, so you, you got on the farm during COVID whose farm is it? What are you living in? What are you growing? Tell us about the farm. I live in a shipping container on the farm. It's like a shipping container that's been converted into a tiny home. Uh, it's called Shambhala Farm and it's owned by a guy called Craig. So when I couldn't go on that journey to, you know, basically preach about regeneration, I thought, well, I might as well practice it. Uh, so I thought, you know, a farm seems like a pretty um, logical place to go and do that. Uh, so when I first got there, I had no idea about what it was like to live on, on the land or on the farm. Um, you know, I've grown up in houses and apartments my whole life and we, we've done camping trips and stuff and, um, but nothing like this where I'm literally living on the land. And, um, yeah, so what happens is I trade, um, a bit of time for my accommodation. And so I work on the farm every week and, um, we do all kinds of stuff, uh, from weeding to harvesting to planting to maintenance, um, chop and drop so basically that means we've got a lot of plants um growing that we sometimes just um let them grow and then chop them down to use for mulch for the soil so i've got um i've developed an understanding of like this, a different cycle which is like um death and rebirth because a lot of the um the plants and the stuff that we're using uh like to chop down is it's for a purpose it goes straight back into the soil like and um so that you know that becomes a healthy um relationship and like there was a big storm here not long ago and like heaps of trees came down all over the place like all over the roads and that and um it was amazing because we had a heaps of tree loppers they came and um just dropped all the mulch um on the farm and then so i was like i've never looked at mulch like that before but like these trees have come down like the lightning strike them or wind has pulled them down or whatever and then um, we've moved them off the roads and we've brought them back here and they've been you know diced up Luckily, we've got these machines that dice up the trees for us. Um, you know, in the old days, they probably would have just used the matter, like in a big tree form. I don't know. Anyway, um, but then putting that into the into the um, into the into the garden beds and stuff, and seeing that cycle happen, where that 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 tree now becomes um, nutrients for the for the soil to help grow the food that we sell at the markets for the community, and then you know people get to enjoy that food, and then um, yeah, it's really amazing to watch all that happen. Yeah, it's um it's a small family farm. We do run the markets up here, and we do online food delivery as well. Um, Craig also does an online food growing program, which is amazing. And he wants to um you know in in uh, in his dream and his vision, people won't have to buy food from us because they can grow their own, which is amazing. And there's a yoga shala and a meditation shala on the farm. It's a little bit um it's a little bit like a dreamland, but it's pretty good. 
the farm sounds absolutely beautiful but what i'm really loving from it is just the life lessons and you know when we look back to the land and, and i'm i grew up on an orchard so i everything you're sharing resonates with me and i don't think in those young primitive years i was truly appreciative of the understanding that i hold now of the seasons and of the life cycle um and of the blessings that you receive when you are in sync with the land when you're listening when you hear the wind whispering um you know when you can really understand the seasons when you're watching the moon and its phases and you actually realize that it rises on one end finishes on another and you know there's there's just its cycles when i started to realize that and connect to that it also helps to understand your own psyche and your own way of life and living and resonating with those life cycles so just what you shared about the life cycle and the death cycle like that's so important and we can often get caught up in just death never realizing that it is a cycle and and the only thing that is constant and this is what nature teaches us is change that is the only thing we can rely on is that everything changes Kat, you know share with josh and our listeners the amazing work that you do but also the connection now that we, you know where you two are starting to understand josh this is the parallel that i was sort of saying earlier is so I was traveling a lot. I used to work and travel, so loved it. Mm. I noticed that you had, before you were the age of 25, had visited seven continents. I'm almost <laughs> there. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah was, was over in Mexico doing a volunteer program because I something in me had always wanted to volunteer and to give. And I, at the end of my program, I had this visceral feeling of, wow, it's in the giving that we mm. get so much. And I, um, and that that's where life is, you know, and this, I went, oh, I've got to like hold this feeling, not to keep it, just to remember and continually remember that feeling. And then I was walking along the beach in South Melbourne and noticed that there was a whole lot of rubbish. So I started to pick up rubbish and from there went wow i need to start a group of people that are getting out getting active being in nature and doing good for nature as well so that started in 2018 and so we now run events where we are bringing um the action of cleaning the beaches but with the deeper purpose of reconnecting back to land so and the importance of of why we're doing that it's amazing yeah like I don't know. For me, I just think of like on a soul level, how two uh, individuals can have such a similar experience that it's like, you know, I, there must be more like, um, there must be more souls out there having these kinds of realizations. And they were all, we're all just getting to experience it in, through different, um, you know, different parts of our lives. And, but essentially it's the same kind of, um, message coming through. And I had the same, um, I had the same insight one day when I was on the farm doing some weeding, I always get awesome insights when I'm weeding cause you just sit there weeding and, um, like this came through for me that the ultimate joy in life is in giving back. And it's just as simple as that. And it's just, um, like I've got it written up on my board now and every day I look at it and it's just like, yeah, got to remind yourself that that's, if you can just keep doing that and then just stay healthy and you're, you're sorted. <laughs>
when I was spending time in Hawaii, there's an amazing gentleman, um, an Akumu Lawrence Aki on Molokai. And people would go to him seeking his wisdom. And they would, you know, email him and want to go and spend time on the land. And he would say, he, you know, always ask them for what their intention was. And they would come. But in the first few days, maybe week or weeks, the first thing he would do is put them out into the tarot patch. And in the tarot patch, they would have to, you know, weed it and clean it and take care of it. And he would often share stories with us that, you know, they would ask him and they'd be annoyed, like, why am I here? Why do I have to do this? I've come to seek wisdom never truly understand it until later on that it's in doing that work that you hear you know you you hear you hear spirits speak you hear the ancestors speak mm-hmm. um it's it's in giving back and taking care of mother earth that more is given to you as well so recently we had some cabbages growing in my parents so i live in my on my parents property in uh northeast melbourne where our cabbages had finished and the soil over summer had become quite hard and quite rocky and anyway we wanted to plant some tomatoes so I was so excited that we got to actually work with the soil because there's also a beautiful documentary called Kiss the Ground um, and it's all about how carbon is sequestered within the soil and how we need to work with that to regenerate and and to really grow so i was thinking of um lawrence as i was like chopping up the dirt and mum's like katrina i think you've done enough now i'm like no i'm gonna keep doing the dirt and i was so excited about working with the the soil um because yeah as you just mentioned to 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 work with this is is where it can all grow from and where yeah everything stems so so josh if you were to sort of I mean, there's, there's been a lot of pearls of wisdom in what you've already shared, but for a listener who is wanting to start their journey in regeneration, what would you share with them? How do they start? Uh, I would start with the self, definitely. Like, um, yeah, the, you got to start within because, you know, the, the external world is just mirror mirror of what's happening inside. So, um, you know, like for so long, this is what, what I... I learned over years, like of trying to do external work and like trying to, um, you know, help externally. Like I, I want to help do this and do that. And I don't know. I, I just keep coming back to it starts within. Like if I'm in a healthy state myself and if I'm, um, you know, being a healthy version of myself, then when I go into the land or when I go into different communities, um, if I'm coming from that place of health and uh, it, I'm going to provide a healthier environment because I'm part of the environment. So, you know, wherever I go, it is a healthy being that goes there, you know? So, and like, same, if you see, you go and look at um, the gardens, if there's an unhealthy plant, it's an unhealthy plant within its environment. And it, you know, so how do we be healthy humans? And that's, for me, the most important step that I would take first um, to help uh, on a journey journey of regeneration or a journey of, change making or making the world a better place it's like get yourself healthy first and then go and um you know find out how you can help others josh i feel so blessed to have had this chat with you it's been so nice to 
to have this chat and to hear what you're all about and where that comes from and what you are following with the flow with the uh the guidance that you're receiving and that you're actively looking and you're you're in the world completely and presently and the deliverance of what comes out after that is is amazing so i've got to say a huge thank you for coming on the thread and um i'm really excited for our listeners to to connect with you and and on the 20th of march to hopefully join your activated human program so yeah a huge huge thank you it's it's been really enriching yeah i'm really really grateful to have been connected with you guys as well so thank you for having me on josh you are such a consciously awakened human who is making a difference and who will continue to make a difference and it's so exciting to have met you and to now start a journey with you uh, because the medicine you seeked is now the medicine that we all get to receive and healing will occur for people on very different levels that they will need but it will occur. So yeah, gratitude and blessings, my friend. Thank you.